Good evening, everybody, or good day, or whenever you listen to your podcast. Um, I am Al, also known as Red Lanyard, also known as the Pumpkin King to some. Um, and I'm here to introduce our newest episode of Fandom Talk. Uh, we are continuing our series in horror films in honor of our annual Horror Fest celebration. If you haven't checked out uh, many of our other Horror Fest stuff, I strongly suggest that you do. Uh, we have a whole series of podcasts on horror films we're doing. Uh, we've got, um, um, I've got a whole just slew of articles about various horror films and um, horror directors and actors and actresses and all that on um, our website, handomcorrespondence.com. And uh, here with me, reliably, consistently, as always, <laughs> is my very good friend and fellow fandom correspondent, Joshua the YSH. How are you doing tonight, Josh? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. It is, you know, I'm in a weird place. October's almost over, and it is my favorite month of the year. So, We're in some... Sam, Sam, how do you say it? Sam Hain or Sam Hine? How do you say it? Um, I say Sam Hain. That's how okay. I've heard it said right. by people. I've heard it said more so into the occult than I am. So, gotcha. so I'm going to go with. So I'm going to go with Sam yeah, Hain. Sure. But um, yeah, Sam Hain is upon us. Um, so you know, it's kind of a bittersweet time right now. But I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, um, let's see. So we got. I mean, we watched. We watched a film today, Josh. We really did. We did. We did watch a film. We we watched something <laughs> appropriating a film, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or approximating a film. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so we don't. So Josh and I, unfortunately, are not in a geographical situation where we can really watch these um, horror movies um, t- uh, t- together at the same time, which is really unfortunate because I would have loved to watch Josh watch this today. Because this is a um, a movie I've seen a couple times now, and it really gets into um, an area of horror which we haven't really covered, um, haven't really touched upon at all in the podcast. I've touched upon it very briefly this year in horror fest articles, but uh, we watched um, a movie called The Fourth Kind. Uh, this was uh, the Patreon vote. Uh, our supporters on Patreon took to our patreon site which you can do as well if you're interested in supporting us we always appreciate it if you do but uh they took to our patreon and voted on various horror films and out of um let's see out of the original carrie uh the thing cabin in the woods and the fourth kind the fourth kind is the one that won they got it um so we watched this middle film for those of you who don't know the fourth kind is um, an extraterrestrial horror film. Um, it is um, derived from the, um, the terminology pioneered by well-known UFOologist J. Allen Hynek, uh, which refers to experiences with extraterrestrials. The fourth kind refers to alien abduction. And it's, it's something, Josh. How did you... How did you enjoy our offering uh, for today? I think I think what's great is I think 15 minutes within this movie, 
I sent you like a, a message that said this movie is really turning me off, <laughs> and uh, it, it it's really um, it's really in my opinion it was really difficult for me to get through. If if if, if I didn't have a podcast to do about, it, I would not have. I would have turned it off about halfway through um, because I. Um, I have I have really I have issues uh, from both a filmmaking standpoint and from an ethical standpoint with this movie. Mm-hmm. I do think yes, we do need to discuss obviously found footage uh, films, which of course have been a very you know a, a very very big part of or at least a part of horror movies uh, for the past few years. Um, but I do think this also gives us an opportunity to discuss kind of the the ethics of of horror movies as well, if you would like to, because. And and I, and I think you would because you've made all these snide remarks about the Warrens, you know. And this movie here, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, took an instance where twenty people disappeared in Nome, Alaska, and decided to take that and turn it into extraterrestrials with no basis of of fact or reasoning whatsoever. Because I tried very hard, Al, and the three to four hours uh, between watching this movie and getting on this podcast with you to find hide nor hair of Dr. Abigail Tyler. And as far as I can tell, she does not exist. Right. Which right. goes completely against what Mila Jovovich says to us within 20 seconds of this movie starting, which was very jarring, by the way. I've never, this is a problem I have this movie right off the bat. I've never had a movie come out and tell me right off the bat like this stuff happened and then tells me and then goes and has the nerve to get actors to play in all of the footage that they're saying is the uh, basis of their movie. Because all the, because all the footage in this movie is, is actors. Like the person's playing Abigail Tyler is not Abigail Tyler. She's got a, a big IMDb and a big IMDb page right now. You know, the person playing everyone in all these videos are not the people they're playing in the videos because Al as someone in the psych field would know it would be extremely unethical to take all these videos and then put them into a horror movie, you know? So I, all, all this stuff, like right off the bat, the movie, and I understand all movies lie to you, but right off the bat, the movie is just straight up lying to you by telling you this is the truth. So I, I, I had real issues. I, I have very real issues with this movie and how it's done. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe you can convince me otherwise. Maybe you, uh, op- open me up to this, to the world of the fourth kind uh, that is somehow better than the 18% it has on Rotten Tomatoes right now. <laughs> All right. I would love to. I would love to. So, um, so there is a reason why um, I thought of the fourth kind when we were thinking about films to put on the Patreon. Um, as an option. Um, and uh, the reason why I chose the fourth kind is um, very educational in scope, right? I mean, just to k- k- kind of set the stage or, or kind of frame the context here, right? Of why this film, the first time I watched it, kind of stuck with me. So the fourth kind, I was interested in it and um, I ended up um, including it in the movies on Patreon because um, The Fourth Kind is a film that 
that does a lot of things uh, very not great in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, it does a lot of very um, questionable things with its um, s s um, with its film style, uh, with its storytelling, and things like that. But uh, one of the good, I think, objectively good parts of the fourth kind is that um, I've watched a lot of alien films. I've watched a lot of extraterrestrial films, and as far as kind of presenting the field of extraterrestrial horror and the field of of um, UFOlogy, if you will, as is the term. Um, it does a really good job at kind of presenting um, examples of saying, hey, if you're interested in this kind of thing in the real world and like this kind of pursuit of these kinds of experiences and people who say they've had these kinds of experiences and stuff like this, um, this is what you are going to get into if you pursue the uh, this kind of thing. Um, I've talked about it a little bit before on these um, unusual podcasts we do, um, and that I'm I'm very much into sci-fi. Um, I grew up on like the X Files and things like that, um, and aliens, uh, I mean UFOs and things of that nature have always been very very interesting to me. Um, and as I've also talked about on the podcast, um, I am a psychologist, and I've um, spent several years working in um, psychology and on the mental health field. And um, while I can't endorse um, the depiction of psychology in the fourth kind, as there are a lot of ethical issues with it, which we'll get into, um, one thing I will say that is... Uh, is people who report experiences with UFOs and alien abductions and things like that, and people who are involved in the mental health care system, um, those paths cross um, about as often as you would expect they would. <laughs> Probably a lot more often uh, than you would expect they would. Um, and the reason why the fourth kind stuck out to me is watching these actor portrayals of people who believe they have had contact with the UFOs and who believe they have been abducted um, and things like that. I was struck by how how realistic a lot of those portrayals were. were. Um, as far as um, as far as all of um, the mental health stuff going on, as far as just how uh, for lack of a better word, just how insane um, a lot of it sounds and things like that. Um, I was struck by how similar a lot of those interactions um, were to experiences that I have had with people um, in my time um, in the mental health care system. Um, so that's probably the main reason why uh, whenever I think about alien films, extra terrestrial horror the fourth kind is always one that kind of comes back to mind because i'm always struck by how similar some of those conversations that 
uh, the characters in the film have, how similar those are to, to, to situations and conversations I have had uh, with people who um, have come to me for therapy and um, I've encountered in psych hospitals and things like that. Um, so that is the main thing. Because um, when you get down to it, uh, there are people who legitimately believe that they have had encounters with aliens and have been abducted and things like that. And that kind of horror for those people is very real and it's very much based in their psychological experience of it and also of the world around them and how people react to them and things like that. And um, I was always struck by how, how not relatable but how how genuine a lot of the actor uh, portrayals felt, which is uh, uh, but there is one thing you can credit um, the film for. It is Ilyj um, Jovovich doing an exceptional job in in her character. Uh, she really does great. Again, her depiction of psychology isn't always the best, but she did terrific with what she was. Even. And all of her interactions with her castmates felt very, very genuine. It felt very, very real to me. But um, yeah, so let's get into the content of this film. So um, as Josh kind of alluded to, uh, there's a lot in The Fourth Kind where um, the actors and uh, the filmmaker himself at one point come out and say, you know, these are real things that happened. The footage you're about to see has been compared and combined with the real archive footage of what happened. You know, these are real people we're portraying for real events that happened and things like that. So, you know, watch this at your own risk and things like that. And um, yeah, a lot of what the, happens in the fourth kind is completely fiction. <laughs> it's completely fiction. Um, um, Abigail Tyler. Uh, the character that uh, Jovovich plays, um, the psychologist, um, isn't a real person. <laughs> Nobody credited as having been uh, citizens of Nome, Alaska, where uh, the movie takes place. Um, not a single one of them has ever been shown to have been a real person or a reference to a real person. Um, so let me ask you this, Josh, because there was a, there was a lot of controversy when this film came out over its as uh, over kind of its, its treatment of these real events and things like that. So let me ask you this. As somebody who watched this um, just today for the very first time, who, who did not enjoy it very much and who brought up uh, the ethics of the deception it uses and things like that um, in their introduction, let me ask you, why, in your opinion, this occasion of saying, hey, this stuff, this stuff is real, um, it really happened, is it based on real events, things like that, why is this one deemed, by you and a lot of film critics as well, why is this instance deemed a lot more unethical and more severe and distasteful than when other horror films do very similar things by saying inspired by true events or based on a true story. Like for example, 
Texas Chainsaw did um, in nineteen seventy. Yeah, so I think um, a couple reasons. Uh, there's, there's a couple reasons for that. The main one is that for a lot of what happened, um, as far as the disappearances go, um, a lot of those disappearances, from what I understand, uh, were and and are were and as far as I know are still under investigation, which means while this movie is going on, where this one movie is telling you these disappearances are happening and these random things are happening in Gnome uh, is because of aliens, you know, you've got a family who's got this movie coming out that's saying, you know, disappearances are happening uh, because of aliens, while they're, this family is still very much looking for who has been, who has been lost, uh, still very much looking for and hoping that someone will be found, or or at this point has they have been found, and it's it almost trivializes it to an extent. Um, there's a big difference in how, you know, how this movie presents what it's doing, and how say Texas Chainsaw Massacre presents what it's doing. Um, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, of course, is based on a true story, but when you're watching it, you know. Uh, you know, Tobe Hooper doesn't, sh- you know, show up at the beginning of this movie at Texas Chainsaw Master and go, what you're about to see is taken from eyewitness accounts and you'll have to decide if it's true or not. No, you know what? Ha- I mean, what happens in that movie is a lot of ridiculous stuff. Then by the time you leave that movie, you're like, they really stretched that based on true story thing as far as they could with this one. They are literally going out of their way, going out of their way to make you think that this movie is true. And the problem with that is that they're telling a lie while a lot of this stuff is still happening. And the best example of this, of course, is that, um, you know, they, they give you this, they give you this, this statistic where it says, you know, 2000 FBI agents have visited Nome, you know, and the only 425 have visited Anchorage, even though Anchorage is three times as big, you know, and you're supposed to go, wow, something is happening in Nome. Well, here's what's happening in Nome. People try to travel to Nome through ways they shouldn't travel to Nome. They tell you right up front, Miller Jovovich tells you right up front, the only way to get to Nome safely is like on a boat. And you got to take like this, you know, uh, it's almost like ski lift. And like, you got to do a lot of stuff to get to Nome because Nome is kind of a no man's land, you know? And people travel there in ways that they shouldn't do it. They try to climb mounts and things like that. And because of all that stuff that happens, that's why you send 2,000 FBI agents out there because you send 2,000 FBI-trained trackers out there to try and figure out where all these missing people are at. It's not because there's so much weird stuff happening in Nome. It's because you need more people to cover that amount of land. And so, like, they, they take stuff like that and they just manipulate it where they want. And, and like, I, I know you are a really, you know, have real issues with, you know, what The Conjuring does. But as far as I know, those stories that are in The Conjuring, as far as I know, I could be wrong on this, uh, but they're not really based on anything real other than just, like, you know, Elaine and, and Rick Warren's just closet full of weird stuff. Uh, there's no, there's no person that's, you know, that's going to come back and watch that and say, wow, they've really taken a horrible thing that happened to me and turned it into their horror movie. Um, that just, that's just not, that's not a, that's not a reality. And so I, I think, I think there is some, 
some ethical boundaries here that were definitely crossed um, with how this movie was presented. Uh, those are the, I gotta be honest, as much as, as much as the ethical boundaries have issues with that. Um, I do realize it is a gray area because of things like Blair Witch. Another message I sent you was we can blame Blair Witch for all of this. Um, but that's actually not my main issue with this movie was the ethical boundary crossing. Um, although I will say, you know, they go as far as they can into this idea that they want you to think it's true. Um, because, you know, you've got at the end of it, the, um, you know, wh- where, where everyone is, you know, they tell you Abigail Tyler, you know, and like Ronnie still won't talk to Abigail because, you know, Ashley is still missing and, you know, and all this stuff that's going on. And it's, it, I mean, they, they go either way to tell you it's true. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of really funny, but kind of sad uh, quotes from the mayor of Nome and, you know, and the sheriff of Nome at the time uh, discussing this movie um, saying things like that. We hope everyone understands this is a science fiction movie. Uh, and it's just there for entertainment um, because they were really, really scared that all of a sudden, you know, people were going to view Nome, which is a travel destination in, in Alaska and, you know, kind of a resort town that people are going to start to view it as this place where, Hey, if you go there, you know, you're going to be, you know, taken by aliens. Uh, so there, there is a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff kind of there, but I do think this one does straddle the line of being, um, ethically problematic uh just for the fact that while all this stuff was happening uh while these movies were getting while this movie was getting made a lot of these cases were still being dealt with and by the way the cases being dealt with just real quick as far as i can tell was that 20 there were 20 hikers that got lost and and the vast majority of them uh the vast majority of them that were found they this they found out that pretty much alcohol had a lot to do with why they were, why they had gotten lost in the woods and, you know, and uh, passed away because um, one place you don't want to get lost at in the woods is Alaska. So. Yeah. 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 That's, that's very true. Um, however, I will say if a town was trying to get me to come and visit it and they told me, Hey, you know, if you come here, there's a higher chance than normal that you, uh, that you'll get abducted by aliens that town would just automatically shoot to the first what on if, my list. <laughs> what if we implied they were Sumerian demonic aliens? Uh, d- dude, I mean, you can't get me there fast enough. What, 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 if, what, if, what if they just randomly threw in the Sumerian language, you know, so that we could have a guy from out of nowhere come in and be like, <laughs> I will tell you that what these four words mean. You know, I mean, what, 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 would that get you there too? Or would you uh, go, this is just a little too weird for me? Nah, nah, man, to get me there even faster. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be there in a second. Just like you're telling me these aliens are going to take me up in their spaceship and they're going to read the Epic of Gilgamesh to me? Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, go faster, airplane. Yeah. <laughs> get me there. But um, no, no, it really, <laughs> you know, the discussion of, of, you know, how far is too far with the based on the true story thing and it's his treatment of of active cases uh, based on real people and things like that it really reminds me of when we talked about um um a few weeks ago 
where we talked about uh, The Shining and Stanley Kubrick's um, kind of tendency or or pensions, if you will, for um, for uh, not treating his his cast very well, the particular people in his cast very well, Um, and and like we said, we kind of came to the conclusion in our discussion of that that at some point there's there's a point where it becomes more about human decency than about you know the quality of the story or the the importance of the performance or what or what have you um and i think that same kind of principle can be applied here um on this idea that um you know look I understand that you want to make a alien film um, in this kind of style and tell tell this kind of story. Um, I really do. I think alien um, activity and theories of alien activity are a fascinating area, so I get that. Um, It could inarguably have been done with a bit more tact and a bit more uh, compassion for the real people that... Uh, these cases of disappearances and things um, actually happened to in the families, the people who who were undergoing that, um, for sure. Um, I, I looked up the director of the film um, who um, appears in it. He appears in on the interview sections of the film as well as um, afterwards when he says, it's up to you if you believe this or not, which is very true of everything. Um, that's just true of everything in life (laughs) uh yeah it's true and um and he's definitely known for doing sci-fi um types of stories um he's done a bit of directing and, and writing for um for star trek discovery episodes for uh the tnt sci-fi show of falling skies um, things like that. So he's well known for doing sci-fi type um, things when it c- comes to writing and directing. But um, other than that, when I was researching him, I, I really couldn't find any um, other kind of information or trivia um, or anything like that um, as far as any backlash that happened to him or, or anything like that um, in the aftermath of, of the fourth kind and all of um, this controversy. Okay, so um, when it comes to uh, these types of alien stories, um, and I like to be specific whenever I talk about this type of horror, because when it comes to alien or alien forms of life um, in horror films, um, then usually you get yourself into one of two kind of subgenres. And one is um, space horror, which is kind of um, signified by uh, it happening in space. <laughs> so, so, so things like um, Alien um, uh, by Ridley Scott, uh, things like Event Horizon, um, films like that. Uh, can be considered space horror, whereas more um, Earth-based 
things, if you will, uh, like uh, the fourth kind or like um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, if you will, and on down the road, um, are more um, all within the lines of extraterrestrial horror, um, based on the idea that the horror comes from the idea of extraterrestrial life, um, intelligent life forms from outer space coming to Earth um, and causing fear um, and horror there. And it's really hard to talk about those kinds of films, um, including the fourth kind, without talking about the parts of history and the parts of society that these kinds of stories really come from. Um, you know, the history of, of UFO sightings, especially in the U.S., um, uh, with Area 51 and Roswell and what have you, um, to the idea that, um, again, there are uh, very real people who believe that um, they've interacted uh, with UFOs and intelligent extraterrestrial life, uh, people who believe they have been abducted into um, that kind of I form by spaceship or by psychological experience or what have you, um, things like that. Um, these are very real people <laughs> who live in the real world. Um, I talked about why this film really um, struck me as being very realistic in this portrayal of people who claim to have had these kinds of experiences because often they're very traumatizing for people. Um, they very much treat them with um, forms of um, symbolism they talk about in their minds uh, kind of talking about it but also talking about other things at the same time um, again I'm speaking from experience having worked in community mental health having worked in psychiatric hospitals where a lot of people uh, would report these kinds of experiences they would report being experimented upon by Um, things like that. Um, so, Josh, let me ask you. Um, and then, no, I'm not going to ask you if you've ever been abducted by aliens. But what I am going to ask you is at any point in this movie, the other kinds of space horror or extraterrestrial horror films you've seen. Um, since it is such a popular genre and since it comes up so much in pop culture and on the social zeitgeist and stuff, um, what do you really uh, do you think is the appeal of this kind of horror? Uh, the idea that there is extraterrestrial life, that there's intelligent life who come and influence us or, or, or do things with us or observe us in any way. Um, in your opinion, what is uh, the secret of that horror? Why is that such an appealing genre? Uh, the appeal probably comes from just wanting to explore the unknown. Uh, with 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 aliens, there's uh, with with alien and sci-fi genre, uh, particularly the like like you said the. Uh, extraterrestrial kind of genre um 
the idea of just exploring the unknown uh, and interacting with a culture that is beyond our understanding, there's a there's a part of the human experience uh, that I think every everybody experiences. A part of the human experience that everyone experiences, which is a really bad sentence, but a part that everyone experiences is is this idea of wanting to know more. Um, and one thing that a lot of the extraterrestrial movies do really well, uh, the ones that I would consider good, and I have one of my issues with this one is I don't think it does it very well, but one of the things that the extraterrestrial movies do really well is give you this sense of wonder into looking into something, uh, this this new aspect and this new discovery, and you discover that along with them. So I realize E.T. is not a horror movie, although I would say E.T., uh, when uh, the government comes and takes E.T. away, is probably one of the most uh, traumatizing moments <laughs> sure. in any movie ever. Sure. But E.T. is not a horror movie. But what E.T. does really well is this idea of discovering the unknown. And what does that mean? How do you interact with that? I haven't seen Arrival, but everybody that talks about Arrival has the exact same concept. It's the this discovery of the unknown and how do you interact with that? And that's really, uh, I think that really speaks to us because particularly now in the 21st century, there's not a whole lot of unknown out there. Um, or, or at least at least in, in, a, in, in, in the world, in, in the culture of the earth. Like if I want to learn about any culture on Earth, pretty much I can go to Google and just you know learn about it. Um, you know if 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 I want to learn how a you know how a uh, how how Gaelic people lived you know back in you know the 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 Dark Ages, I can go to Google. People have written thousands upon thousands of books on that. You know if 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 I want to learn about people that live within the rainforest around the rainforest today, people have written thousands and thousands of books upon that. But with aliens, everything is conjecture, which means there's a whole, which means everything's on the table. Literally everything's on the table. They can be nice. They can be bad. They can be somewhere in between. You know, they can be humanoid. They can be horrific monsters. They can be someone in, something in between. They can be extremely technological. They can be not technological. They can be all over the place. Aliens offer up a world of, of, um, the, the 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 expanse of what you can do story wise is so far out there uh, that really the most of the time most of the time I must say most of the time because I think this movie is an exception most of the time where people screw up on alien movies is they put so much stuff in there and so much lore that you get bogged down this is a Prometheus problem you know mm. okay. Um, not that I hated Prometheus. I know a lot of people do. I didn't hate Prometheus, but like there's so much in there that really Scott's bogging things down. Uh, so much stuff. You've got to watch your movie five or six, seven times. And that movie's a hard movie to watch five or six, seven times in order to get everything you want out of it. What fourth kind does, if I can critique it a little bit is their concept of what aliens are is so small and they reveal so little about it. That by the time you end this movie, you're like, there was absolutely no reason for me to watch this movie. Because there's nothing there's nothing in this movie, you don't learn anything about the aliens. You don't learn anything about, a, you don't discover anything. 
and it's not a it's not really an inward kind of you know like the aliens are teaching you about humanity because all the humans in it are pretty pretty dang stupid Al. i hate to i mean i'm 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 not trying to be a jerk but they are and so like you know you you've got you've got this thing where you have this this amazing opportunity because i do think i do think there's a good movie here but because you've you you've 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 had you've caned it to a gimmick that doesn't work and then because of how you've written it everything is so small um it just it just falls apart it just really falls apart and and i hear boy i i bet i'm gonna make angry when i say this you know how to do this exact movie right and 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 why and, and 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 i'm not i'm i'm not really a big fan of this movie but when I was watching it, I was like, seriously, this movie came out after Signs? Because mm. Signs, Signs has, Signs try, basically does everything that this movie does, only it doesn't strap it to a stupid gimmick of the found footage thing. And it cares about its characters. You know, I don't think this movie, and, and, and understand where you're coming from with the, with the, um, the idea of the the realism of the of the of the psychiatric uh, and uh, of, uh, aspect of it, but I don't think this movie really cares about its characters. You know, Signs, you know, has a whole has a whole storyline that is happening apart from the aliens. The aliens come and they reveal things about the characters and about. Mel Gibson's, I can't remember his name in the in the movie, so it was called Mel Gibson, but Mel Gibson's lack of faith, Joaquin Phoenix rediscovering his faith, you know, they reveal all these other things that need to be happening for these humans to move on with their lives. In this movie, the aliens show up, okay, and then just horrible things happen, and then the movie ends. And you're just like, okay, you know? And, 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 and not only that, like there's, and, and the leaps of logic that take you out of this movie to begin with, like, Al, you mean to tell me, okay, all right. So you mean to tell me that the, the reveal, spoiler alert, although that should be on all these, spoiler alert, for this entire movie, this movie starts off telling you that Abigail Tyler's husband is stabbed in bed while she's with, while he's laying there with Abigail, okay? And that's what you... That that's what you believe, even though the sheriff uh, August, uh, you know, like keeps kind of like hinting that something else has happened, and all this thing. Okay, and then you find out that that is a illusion that she has created in her mind to as a coping mechanism to cope with the fact that her husband has actually uh, committed suicide because she just can't believe that would happen. But Al, she has three. Three patients that she is giving uh, help to, okay, in this movie. So you tell me, okay, if someone, I could be wrong, I could be wrong on this, but if someone is having a, uh, it, it has created a, an, a illusion within their mind as a coping mechanism to cope with a grief, should and 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 then a a colleague knows this, okay? Because Elias Cody is his character, whose name leaves me, uh, but he knows this, okay, and knows this is happening. How in the world does she still have the ability to meet with patients? 
Uh, well, so realistically, uh, you would have to get into kind of the process that goes into deciding if I'm a therapist or if a doctor um, is unfit to dispense therapy and counseling services. Um, and then to get into that, that would involve um, a formal case in hearing before like, um, as it takes place in Alaska, um, before the APA Ethics Board, the American Psychological Association. Um, and then so there would be a series of hearings and things like that before they'd be able to say, um, yes, you are able to dispense therapy or you are unfit to dispense therapy or however it is. Um, in, in the context of what happens in the fourth kind, I would say that um, his character, Abel, um, is doing all he can to try to avoid all that from happening um, because he cares. He 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 has this prioritized his friend and Abby, his friend's ability to have to have a career. Um, over the ethics uh, of what it is they do. As also a typical violation too, right? Sure, sure, absolutely. Give therapy to a friend, right? Right, right. I mean, it's... I mean, the entire film is rife with ethical concerns when it comes to the practice of psychology, if we're being so, honest. But, and, 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 but that's what I'm talking about, though. Like, So, like, I'm watching this movie, okay? And, and, and I have a very, very, like low bar for my understanding you know of the psych psychological process okay you know all right like you know it's 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 like you know freud was weird and that's about it okay that's pretty much what i know all right but i'm watching this movie and i'm going these are these are problems i would have you know because you're right you know abel doesn't have the you're right he is he is trying his best and i, and I understand that I understand that that pull, okay, but at the same time, <laughs> that the reason there's that pull is because he's violating an ethic himself. He doesn't mm. need to be the one to be her therapist, right? You know, and and so like so so right off the bat, see, it, it, it just it just takes me out of it, it. To me, stuff like that takes me out of the world. You know, mm. it does. It it like because because okay. So you've already started. You've already started because you've got Mila Jovovich talking to me at the beginning of this movie. Okay, and she's trying. She's doing everything she can because she's Mila Jovovich. I'm like, I know who Mila Jovovich is. Thank you for introducing yourself. I appreciate that. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to tell you that everything that happens in this movie, okay, is backed up. And I'm like, ooh, you have my attention, Mila Jovovich. Okay, all right, so let's jump into this, all right? Okay, and then you then stuff like that happens, and I go, okay, well, I know for a fact that wouldn't happen. I know. I just, I just know, you know, or, or there'd be a bunch of people that would be getting kicked out of the APA. So like, I know, like th these are, these are things I know when happen. So automatically the setting that you've created, which is enter into my world, all this stuff is true. And then you've created characters 
that don't abide by basic ethical rules within the field they're in, you take me out of that automatically, mm. you know? And so like, to me, that, that that's what I'm talking about with, with the, the issue here, you know, is like, and, and that's the thing, you know, like you, you brought up Kubrick and I'm like, yeah, he was, he was a monster, but he gave us, you know, a, a masterpiece and a shining. I'm like, you're violating ethical issues here to give us this, you know? I mean, if, 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 if you're, if you're going to do things that are, you know, that are ethically ambiguous, at least you can give us something that's decent. You know, this, there's so many problems with how this movie structured that I just had a really, really hard time getting into it. And in particular, we haven't even discussed the, the found footage stuff, which I found to be completely distracting. You can't, I mean, Al, did you, I mean, did you really like how they would just randomly throw up another screen and give you like, you know, <laughs> the actor's interpretation and then the other actor's interpretation? <laughs> um no, I did not. <laughs> um, I didn't enjoy that. It was very, very distracting. Um, I, I mean, I see what they were trying to do, but um, for the people who, I don't know, who know better, I guess. And, <laughs> let me say this, too. I have, I have encountered people who, when the fourth kind has come up, and like, it comes up because people know I'm into like horror films and stuff, when this movie comes up, I have met people who think that that is not, you know, um, a secondary layer of actor <laughs> of actors acting through <laughs> through the film. Uh, whenever the found footage stuff comes up, I have met people who think just like, oh no, that's that's like the real footage of what happened. And what went on? So, like, there there are people out there. Are they really confused about paranormal activity too? Then listening to us right now, and we are blowing their minds, we're blowing their <laughs> minds entirely. <laughs> you know, just like, oh, that's not real. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, go. it's wild. It's wild. But no, it's um, <clears throat> excuse me. But I um, know you you bring up a bunch of good points. I do want to say. Um, you know, I don't want to give the idea that um, that APA approved psychologists and psychiatrists are completely without their problems. Um, there are hosts of ethical issues that consistently pop up um, in psychological um, therapy and practices. Um, probably a lot more than most people would expect, if I'm being honest. Um now, obviously, I try to avoid that in my own um, areas of practice and things like that. Um, I'm not even part of the APA because I didn't pay for certification. But even I still abide by the APA Code of Ethics because it's a sound um, code of ethics. But, um, I mean, things like that happen a lot more often than one might think uh, by people who just don't think they'll get caught. So, um, you know... When those things happen in the fourth kind and happen in a lot of various films and TV shows and reality TV shows and stuff, um, it definitely grabs my attention because I'm very much entrenched in what um, a psychologist ethics should be. But um, I'd almost say I'm at an advantage because it does not totally take me out of it as it does for you. 
because I see people do those things, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I've known psychologists who would do exactly that. So it doesn't, <laughs> so it doesn't really take me out of it as much as it might take you out of it. So, so I don't know. It's odd. Well, but um, then, okay, okay. Well then, with that in mind, real quick, let me propose how this movie would have worked better, really quickly. Sure. Because see, the entirety of this movie. You know, if, 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 if the movie, okay, part of the movie hinges on what well, the whole movie hinges on as, as the director says at the end, whether you believe it or not. Okay. Well, here's the problem with that. This movie gives you no choice, but to believe what, uh, Abigail is, ha- it, the things that are happening. To Abigail are actually happening. There's no, they, they give you no choice for that. Okay. There's no other explanation. All right. But then when you have that turn at the end where it's like, you know, uh, he, she didn't see, you know, she didn't see uh, her husband get murdered. He actually killed himself. You know, that could have changed the entirety of the movie because then me you could be having a whole different discussion. Once again, this would require some things like not being attached to a stupid found footage, you know, gimmick. I mean, you could be having a whole different discussion, which would be, well, did Abigail experience, actually experience, you know, aliens, or was this all in her head? Which would have been, which I understand would have been a gimmick that's overused as well, but it would have been better than what we've got. Because at sure. the end of this movie, what you have is <coughs> a, a uh, w- w- what you have is a, is a story that doesn't really end. It doesn't have a point that what like, we can't really discuss this ending. Like, I mean, we can, like we can discuss it, but like, because we know, because we know it's built under false print pretenses and that because it's fake, there's not really a whole lot we can say about it, you know, but if the, but if, if the movie had shifted away to a more psychological form of horror, as opposed to whatever they're doing here, uh, you know, in which I, I think we do have to answer the question that, do you think this is a horror movie or not? But like, if if it had shifted more to a psychological version of horror, I think this movie would have wouldn't have suffered as much from what it was trying to do. Because really, at the end of the day, like I said, this movie is just things that happen and then it ends, and like you don't learn anything, you know. And if the and if there was a mystery to it, then at least you'd have the mystery as the impetus for you watching the movie. But because there's no mystery, you're just watching these things happen, and there's no real point to it. Because, like, I don't like, you know, like, with The Shining, I think there's a point, you know, with, uh, you know, I think even with, like, Friday the 13th, you know, like, there's a there's a reason to watch it. You know, like, what is, like, I, I don't understand what the point of this movie is, you know, other than to just try and, and once again, I'm being really, really uh, negative here, but I think the point of this movie is try to cash in on the found footage thing while not doing a found footage movie. That seems to be the point of the movie to me. No, 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 I hear you. I hear you. Um, so since you brought up, that was actually a great s- s- segue, even though you weren't aware of it. Th- thank you, Joshua. So since you brought up uh, the aspect of uh, the found footage um, style or techniques, I guess you could say, that are used in this film, um, let's talk about that as well. So... So found footage for people who don't know is the idea that the cinematography of a film um, is 
is done through like um, the views of like real active cameras within the uh, within the content of the story, right? So um, paranormal activity is an example of a found footage film. Uh, the Blair Witch Project is is probably the most famous example of the found footage technique. Uh, this idea that uh, what's happening in the movie is actively being filmed um, as it's happening. Um, so you get kind of tastes of that <laughs> in the fourth kind, because again, you have um, the um, scene transitions where um, the, uh, the quote unquote found f- footage um, scenes of the hypnotherapy stuff is going on. Uh, alongside the uh, uh, very obviously cinematic scenes of that happening. Um, Now, Josh, I have to ask, um, are you a fan of found footage stuff or are you not? And why? Uh, I'm a fan when it's done. I'm a fan when it's done right. I I made fun of Blair Witch Project quite a bit when it came out um, in my younger days. I'm a little little kinder to it right now. I do... I do always think, I think, you know, the family guy hasn't aged well, but they had a joke about Blair Witch Project that aged really well, where Brian is uh, taking blind people to the movie and uh, explaining the movie to them, you know, because they, and, and, and so he takes them, takes this guy to Blair Witch Project and goes, okay, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. I don't know, they found a twig or something. Nothing's happening. The movie's <laughs> over. Okay, everybody looks pissed. Like that, that was, and I thought that was a brilliant way. To, to joke about Blair Witch because and that's the thing about most found footage films is that because of the nature of the film a lot of it is going to be nothing happening you know it's going to be a lot of because if you do a found footage film where just everything is you know where everything is something happening uh, you really get kind of a, you, you want you get taken out of that as well because the point of a found footage film is you know, to, to document life and not really knowing that all this scary stuff is going to happen. And I think Blair Witch Project's pretty decent at doing that, okay? What Blair Witch Project really did well, and, and what a lot of found footage films do really well, is how they market it. So Blair Witch Project, of course, was one of the first internet sensations, you know, yeah. back in the day. I mean, it just... You know, in the summer of 1999, you couldn't get away from, from Blair Witch Project. Everybody was going to that website. You know, they were really good at viral marketing. It's probably really the first viral marketing you had. Paranormal right. Activity did a very similar thing mm-hmm. uh, with what they were doing because that movie actually had died, uh, had kind of, like, gotten, you know, thrown in the can uh, by Fox and then was rebrought out by I can't remember who else. Uh, but the way they marketed it was very similar to how Blair Witch did. What Fourth Kind does, though, uh, is something I can't be a fan of because they don't commit to one or the other. So they don't have a... Because when you're watching the movie, the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, like, why didn't they do one or the other? You know, Because I don't have an issue with... I think this would have been a really interesting movie from a found footage perspective. Okay? Well, like, you know, Abigail Ty... Like, of course, you'd have to do a lot of different stuff with it. You know? Uh, you'd have to... I think you'd almost, you'd almost have to remove the husband subplot uh, all together. You'd almost have to do that. Right. Um, but like, there's, there's an interesting move here where, you know, Abigail Tyler is, you know, although for, 
you know, completely unethical reasons. Uh, but I guess he's breaking her ethics code because he feels like this stuff needs to be told. Okay. So like, you can make me believe that. Okay. You can, you know, if, if, if I was being too hard on the ethics thing a while ago, here's how you make me believe it. I'm breaking my ethical code to, because I feel like this stuff needs to be told. And so if you just, you know, you, you get all of her videos and you, you transfer from the video back to, you know, the director doing the, uh, interview the interviews are over the videos. I mean, I think that could have worked very well. Mm-hmm. Problem is, this movie wants to have you wants to have Mila Jovovich because the Mila Jovovich at this point has made you know 150 million dollars off of two Resident Evil movies, and so we've <laughs> got to have her in there. So we've got to have a movie, but now we've also got to have the found footage thing, and we've got to have the director doing the interviews. So now you've got three points of views, all of them discordant to one another. Um, because every one of them is like, I don't understand why I'm not just getting one of these. Um, you know, so I, I, to answer your original question, I don't have an issue with found footage movies. I really don't. I think there's some really good stuff that's done with found footage movies. Um, you know, I know, uh, uh, what was the, you know, and, and, and there's some really interesting ways to, to do the found footage thing. You know, I mean, I think Cloverfield. You know, for all of its all the jokes it gets, you know, all the J.J. Abrams stuff that it does does a really good job of being a really good found footage movie. Um, what was the movie the with the three three kids that getting superpowers? Um, that is Chronicle. Chronicle. Okay, Chronicle was another one I thought did Absolutely. did found footage. Well, Paranormal Activity does. You know, at least the first two do found footage. Really, I haven't right. seen the others. But the first two I thought were really good with how they did the found footage uh, concept. But this one, I mean, you just got to commit. You know, it's you know if uh, you know Jake Jake's all the time. You know, for, uh, you know we're we're big Dynasty Warriors fans in the Harsey household, and Jake, you know, he's all the time quoting, uh, you know, uh, quoting Dynasty Warriors. You know, when one of the generals says, "If you chase two rabbits, you'll catch none," and I mean that's kind of what's happening here. You know, you didn't get a good movie either way around. You just got parts of a really bad movie, and you tried to throw it together, and this is what we have. There you go. If anybody, uh, these last few podcasts were getting into the feels a bit um, and had the thought of just like, man, I really, I miss Vance on these things. I really do. Well, there you go. A guest appearance by Vance in the form of Josh quoting him. Quoting Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> so there, so there you go, everybody. It was a good one. But um, um, no, no, I agree. Um, I think some of my favorite horror films um are in the found footage style. I think it's a really um potentially very innovative way to do um cinematography. Um. Um, another example, if you're interested in um, I found footage horror films, um, another excellent example is um, a movie called As Above, So Below. Um, that is a great found footage film. Um, um, they go into like the catacombs of Paris. Uh, it's really, really, really well done. Um, and an excellent use of the um, style as well. But I mean, I Kind of as you were saying, you know, it's one of those things, it's one of those styles of of a film where um, you really kind of got to really go into it, 
right? You really got to kind of devote yourself to it um, in one way or the other. Um, and again, I can see what they were trying to do, um, but, you know, it doesn't always land. <laughs> Suffice to say, it doesn't always land. And I think this is an example of how, how um, didn't um, it didn't land particularly well. But hats off to them for trying, I guess. Um, so, yeah, so I um, have two more things um, real quick um, about or relating to the fourth kind. Um, and Josh, this is a serious question I'm going to ask you, right? Because I don't think I've ever actually asked you this before, uh, which is surprising considering how long we've been friends and how into this stuff I am. Um, let me ask you, this is a question, because again, when people talk to me about the fourth kind, um, this is a question that usually comes up. Um, so I will ask you and ask on the people listening to this as well. Um, do you believe in aliens? And if so, if so, then what does that mean for who you are as a person, as a horror fan, as as a theologian and pastor? Um, yeah. Do you believe in aliens, Josh? Um. So, <laughs> I I don't have a problem with the idea of life uh, on. I'll say this in other universes. Okay. I have a problem sometimes with how aliens are presented in Earth. Um, you know, um, I, I, I'm, and part of that is because I'm just really annoyed with what's happened to History Channel. Like, guys, I mean, <laughs> like you can't, like, y'all, you know, so, so some of some of y'all don't know what History Channel was back in the day, and it was it was a it was a beautiful time to just you know learn about history, and now it's just ancient aliens and just. So much stuff, uh, and and I just I have a real so like so you know I I I will say I don't have an issue with the idea that there's life in other universes. I don't think there's an, I don't think there's life that can exist in a in a civilized way within this universe simply because other than on Earth because of how the universe is created. Um, you know, I mean, just how. You know, Earth seems to be the only planet that would be able to sustain something. Although, you know, we did get uh, the moon water uh, concept mm -hmm. uh, this this past week, so that that that's is right. interesting. Uh, but but I, I that, that just but I mean that's that's not I mean you know that's just a thought. I don't I don't I don't know enough about uh, uh, about astronomy to really make that statement one way or the other. Here's what I will say, okay, from a theological standpoint, Absolutely. there is nothing in the Bible that precludes. Uh, the existence of aliens. Okay, um, there's nothing in the Bible that would make believing in the existence of aliens somehow uh, false or, um, you know, a just like not a bad idea. I will say there's nothing in the Bible, in my opinion, that really gives credence to the existence of aliens. Um, although, uh, unless you just want to, you know, really focus on all the times where uh, God is considered within the Bible as the uh, God of all beings of the universe, which does seem to uh, include beings that without, uh, 
outside of this universe. Um, so, you know, that's that, but I, that even that might be a little bit of a stretch. Um, but I don't think the existence of aliens um, really uh, hurts matters of faith or anything like that. Um, because, you know, believing in, and this is, this is really just a Christian belief. This is, you know, any, any belief that has any religion that has a belief in an ultimate deity, um, comes to that belief with a certain understanding that there's knowledge beyond them, which gets back to once again, what I'm talking about when I say, you know, good alien movies, uh, a lot of the times, you know, there's a, there's a, there's the question of faith gets brought up in a lot of these good alien movies. Uh, sometimes it's done really clumsily. You know, I don't know if you know us or not, Al. You probably do know us, but Prometheus was supposed to be about how those aliens are angry at us because the first alien they sent to us to teach us the way of life, uh, we murdered. And that first alien was, was Jesus. Mm. Uh, you know, I think that's a really clumsy way to talk about faith in an alien movie. But, you know, I mean, you know, Ridley Scott, you know, it's, it's kind of kind of his motif. Um but like a lot of alien movies deal with that concept of faith and deal with that. And, and, you know, fourth kind does as well. You know, the whole point of this at the end of this movie, which is another thing I was disappointed in, because once again, you learn nothing and you have nothing to go on. You learn the aliens, you know, no Sumerian. And apparently the alien has a God complex. And at the end of the movie, you know, Ab- you know, Abigail tells you that it can't be God because all experience was hopelessness which seems to infer that she sees God as a thing, as a entity of hope. So what I'm saying is, you know, even within this movie, you know, the idea of, of aliens seems to um, somehow converse with the idea of faith. And most good alien movies do that. Uh, you know, I would say alien and aliens are probably the only two that don't have that conversation, but that's because there's such a, uh, existential concept to those two movies uh, because both Ridley Scott and uh, James Cameron were going through some stuff when they were doing those movies. But, um, you know, Signs, Close Encounters, E.T., all three of those movies are very, very spiritual movies, extremely spiritual movies. And you would put, with the possible exception of Signs, I like Signs, but most people, you know, it's not cool to like Shyamalan right now, but I like Signs. But most people would put those three movies into the pantheon of good alien movies, and they all deal with matters of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, either directly, I think Close Encounters directly, or indirectly through E.T. Um, and so, to me, that is, you know, you, you, when you have the conversation about aliens, uh, I think the conversation about faith does have to come up because... It's once again glancing into the unknown, and that's what to me, you know, that that's what draws me to sci-fi movies, um, you know, and and you know, extraterrestrial movies, is this idea of looking into the unknown and learning more, you know, and and discovering more about the unknown. I mean, <laughs> Al, even even Independence Day deals with faith. You know, you've got, I mean, you know, and that I mean, that's a cheesy movie all the way around. And you've got that part where Judd Hirsch is like creating a prayer circle, you know, and like you, you know, like all these religions are praying so that we beat the aliens, you know, like, I mean, the, the idea of, of aliens, you know, for most movies is going to, um, 
bring into it uh, matters of faith. Um, I mean, that's the, I don't know if I answered your question. I think I went to another direction, but but oh, that no. that's yeah, yeah. That's 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 kind of where I am. No, no, no. You did an excellent, excellent job answering that question. Do you, and, um, do you believe in aliens, Al? Do, do I believe in aliens? Well, let's get into it. But um, <laughs> oh no, um, I'm, I'm I don't like you. You know, I don't I don't see anything inherently wrong with the belief in in the idea that it's of at least a possibility. Um, uh, that alien life exists and that it's um, intelligent um, in some capacity. Um, the biggest, most um, streamed, esteemed astrophysicists um, have said, you know, there's just way too many planets, too many galaxies, all that out there to ever definitively say that, you know, no, it's it's impossible that there's some form of life um, outside of Earth, you know, and that's kind of where I'm at with that as well. Um, I, I said in the intro um, that this is an area that I've had some exposure to, um, having worked in psychiatric hospitals, having done hours in um community mental health um i've encountered a lot of people who you know would hand to god um die on the on the belief that they've seen and interacted with and some even have been abducted uh by aliens um you know obviously i uh, my exposure to them in the constant uh, in the context of the psychiatric field um, kind of puts a um, um, an interesting spin on that because the vast majority of of the time those claims have have come to me alongside you know um, a diagnosis of schizophrenia um, or some kind of um, schizoid type of, type of disorder. Um, and that makes it very hard. Um, and, you know, I think um, spending time around those types of people and hearing those types of stories time after time after time again, um, that really does some interesting things to your idea of what's true and what's possible and what faith really means. Um you know, I've seen people who have spent years on psychiatric wards um, have stronger beliefs that they were abducted by aliens than than the beliefs that people who have spent decades in the church have about their own system of religious beliefs. If I'm being, if I'm being totally honest, um, and I've seen some of these claims come from people who before they were hospitalized you know they were people with very successful jobs and careers with tons of education uh, behind them in their lives with very successful uh, life experiences uh, behind them and then um, for whatever reason this belief whether it's 
a true belief, whether it's a delusion they have, whether it's somewhere in between, um, this had a profound effect on them to where they left their very successful, sometimes ideal life um, to be hospitalized and to require, you know, a lifetime worth of medication and therapy or whatever it might be. So, um, so you know, I would definitely encourage people to to be open-minded about things. I always encourage people to be open-minded about stuff, whether it's about aliens or almost anything else. Um, I encourage Maybe them to be open-minded movie, about it. Maybe not be open-minded about this movie, though. Maybe not. So that gets Maybe me to... Just- Maybe just you know, go like, I don't know if this is a good movie or not. Just think to yourself, like, yeah, probably not. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was about to say, so that, so that brings me to our, our last point of the night. Josh, the fourth kind. Did you love the movie or did you love the movie? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I pretty much hated, hated the movie. What I will say is I agree with you. The, um, the acting's very good. Uh, Mil- Mila Jovovich is, is act- Mila Jovovich is a very underrated actress. Uh, she's made, in my opinion, if she had um, kind of made a few more better decisions with her acting roles, uh, we'd, we'd think of her career way differently because she's a very good actress. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's really good in this one. Um, you know, and everybody's, I mean, pretty much everybody's good in this, you know, it's just, they don't act with any type of sense. Can I tell you my favorite part of this movie? My favorite part of this movie. All right. My favorite, my favorite part of this movie. So they go to, um, the second guy, uh, the, so the first, the first guy she puts under, uh, he sees something, he thinks he sees the owl and it's not an owl. Um, and so like, uh, you know, and then he leaves and then he goes and kills his entire family. Okay. And so she's told not to, you know, hypnotize anyone else. Okay. Well, the second guy comes to her and is like, you have to hypnotize me. And so then they, uh, it, it's pretty hard, like something, it's pretty horrifying what happens to him. And then like, he's, he's bedridden at one point and she's like, well, maybe I can put you, which is just hilarious. Like, I don't, (laughs) once again, I don't know how hypnotism works. Okay. All right. But I just kind of assumed that there wasn't grades to hypnotism because he's like, if you remember, she's like, we can put you under softly. I don't even know what the heck that means. And they don't explain it. Okay. <laughs> they just say it. They just say we can put you under softly. Okay. And he, I guess, is like, well, as long as you're not going to put me under hard, I guess softly is okay. <laughs> so then they put him under and he has this moment where. Uh, something is trying to communicate. It seems like someone's trying to communicate with Abigail. Uh, the word, like, you, you can only get every other word because it's Sumerian, you know, and all that stuff. So, like, all that happens. So he, so she goes home, and she's like, I'm going to pack and leave, okay? You know, which is, in my opinion, the first great decision she's made the entire time. <laughs> so she's going to pack and leave. She's going to get out of Nome. And Will Patton's character shows up, the, the sheriff shows up, and is like, I'm going to arrest you. And the entire time I'm standing, like, and, and I'm just like, arrest her for what exactly? Because cause he says uh, that, like, he, he had broken his back because of the thing that had happened to him. And I'm like, I, how? And I'm just sitting there going, how are you going to get that one to stay in court? Like, I, he was hypnotized and he had a something happened to him 
and he broke three bones in his back, and somehow it's her fault. Like, I, 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 like, what do you like? And 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 if you were, if if that's what your your strategy for arresting her was going to be, well, why didn't you do it when the one guy killed his entire family and then himself? <laughs> You know, like it seems to me like that would have been the better idea. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where and that that when I was watching, I was literally screaming at the TV. What are you arresting her for again? Like, I don't you know, like what? Like, and 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 of course, you, know, you towards the end of it, you know, when you get the idea that like or kind of the idea I've gotten at the end of the movie is that. It's not just Abel, but him as well, like really cares, you know, for Abigail and, you know, wants the best for her and that kind of thing, uh, you know, because that's why he's been going along with her delusion as well uh, and all that stuff. But like it just, it just so many things in this movie just happen and they don't make any sense. And it's and and and, and that that is that's one of my issues with a lot of horror movies. Like a lot, we're, we're talking about our issues of a lot of, with horror movies and through this whole thing, you know, you can't just say, like, you can't just not explain things, you know, and be, and then fall back onto the, well, it's a horror movie, you know, like, you know, you can't just do that. Okay. If something is unexplained, there has to be a reason it's unexplained. And particularly if the thing that's unexplained is the actions of the people within the movie. You know, because that's the main issue with this movie is the people in this movie, in my opinion, is none of them, none of them have, have a lick of sense, you know, and, you know, things are, you know, things like, and, and, and Al, let me ask you this, at the end of the movie, you know, Abel supposedly gets uh, abducted as well, you know, but like he, at the end of the movie, is not on her side, so does he just think like he has had you know, like just blacked out or something, or you see, like, you know, what, like, what do you, what do you think? Like, how am I supposed to take the character Abel out? Well, what am I supposed to do with that character? <laughs> um, I don't know, man. You're supposed to take that. Um, he's not a very good psychologist. Okay. Which, uh, <laughs> which, okay. All right. Fair, which, fair. Well, then they succeeded. Success. Which, okay. Which you know, right. success all the way around. Which, you no, know, I mean this movie. I I just I really uh, I really did not enjoy this movie. Uh, this was the you know this was the one uh, of the of the five that I I just have not enjoyed, and it's it's just it's it's a it. And I think the annoying thing about it is, I think, and we've already brought this up, is that there is a good movie here somewhere, you know, but it's just, it's, it's not how they did it, you know, and, uh, and I was, and I was deeply annoyed at the end when Mila Jovovich and the director came back and were trying to tell me, you know, like, you, you can believe what you want to believe. And I was just like, oh, shut up. You know, I got the end of the movie. I was, I was so done with them, with all of them, you know, so. I don't know. What do you, I mean, you know, you're, you're what good movie, bad movie, somewhere in between. What do you think, Al? Um, yeah. Um, as I said, it's not, I'm not going to lie and say it's great. Everybody should watch it. Um, I'm not going to say a majority of people should watch it. If I'm being honest, um, people ask me for like alien horror films. Um, I will, I will suggest a lot of them. But um, I usually don't get to this one unless they specifically ask me, like, you know, is there anything that 
that focuses on like the psychology or mental health side of things. And then I'll usually say, well, I mean, there's the fourth kind, which does some interesting things. There's some interest in portrayals of people who believe they've had abduction experiences and things like that. Um, and that's at the heart of why um, I added uh, this one to the Patreon list uh, um, at all, uh, because I think um, psychology is a theme that um, isn't explored as much in horror um, as it should be. But um, yeah, this is, you know, yeah, um, this is an interesting one. It's, it's, it's not for everybody. Um, it's not for a majority of people. I will even at that. Um, I'm also, I do want to say real quick, because this always comes up whenever um, I talk to people about, um, um, about the fourth kind. Um, the psychologists in the film um, use hypnotherapy. That's like the main, uh, the main crux of the movie, if you will. Um, and whenever people talk to me about the movie, they always ask me, yeah, you've done a lot of work in psychology and mental health. Have you ever done hypnotherapy? Uh, I have not. Um, uh, when I worked um, in mental health, I never used it. Um, in college, I had an academic advisor who was um, a clinical psychologist um, who did use hypnotherapy, but he didn't uh, talk about it um, very much. Um, for me, the empirical research behind it just isn't quite there for me to really say I believe in it or like um, endorse it as as um, a good therapy tool. Um, there's a lot of ethical issues with hypnotherapy um, that a lot of psychologists kind of and around because they have interesting ideas as to what a patient consent actually means. Um, but um, yeah, I would encourage people if you are going or trying to go to a mental health professional and they suggest to you that you should undergo hypnotism to deal with um, unconscious issues in your psyche, um, I would just urge people to use a little caution with that. Um, again, the empirical research to show it's useful or that it even accomplishes what it tries to do um, is very sketchy at best. And if I'm being totally honest with you, if you go to a therapist and they suggest hypnotism as one of the main things they do, you might try to get a referral to a different therapist, if I'm being completely real with you. Um, but yeah, uh, real quick before we end, if you're interested in aliens and popular thoughts about aliens and UFOlogy, um, there are two documentaries I think everyone interested in this subject should watch. These are real documentaries, by the way. They are not um, scripts made to look like <laughs> documentaries and interviews. Um, so the first one, this was on Netflix a few years back. I don't know if it's on there still. Um, it's called Ex Extraordinary. Uh, the, the Stan Stan Romanek story. Um, Josh, have you ever heard of him? I have not. No. No. Um, so Stan, he is he is a character. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. But um, he has gone on record a lot. Um, as having had tons of um, encounters um, with UFOs and aliens of the third and fourth kind. 
Um, he claims to have been abducted um, more times than anybody else. Uh, the documentary shows a lot of um, evidence, uh, depending on how you treat it as such, uh, that he himself has caught um, of alien interactions. It's a really interesting documentary, and I will say it ends on probably the most um, threw-me-for-a-loop endings a documentary has ever ended on that I have seen. Um, so, so, so definitely endorse that one. It's really interesting. The second uh, documentary um, I recommend, this one is a bit more recent. Um, I think this one is on Netflix right now, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's called um, The Bob Lazar Story, uh, Area 51 of Flying Saucers. Uh, this one is particularly interesting because Bob Lazar was um, a contract engineer for the U.S. government. And he came out of a few contracts with them uh, um, claiming that some of the, the technology they were using um, was extraterrestrial and that he was exposed to a few government sites that had um, evidence and proof of extraterrestrial life. Um, it's very, again, very, very interesting um, doc you should watch. Um, it definitely comes into the territory of, of, you know, it can be interpreted in different ways. It can be believed to different sorts of capacities, um, depending on your general uh, belief and tolerance for this kind of thing. But um, yeah, I wanted to throw that out there because it is a very fascinating field uh, with a lot of great stuff in it. Um, a lot of interesting stuff, I should say. But um, yeah, that is the fourth kind. Thank you very much, Joshua, for joining me. Thank you very much for having the patience to get through the movie because <laughs> it's not always the most the most entertaining or enjoyable watch, but I appreciate you. And everybody, I guarantee that if you listen to this one and thought, hey, this is really entertaining, this is really great and informative, but I wish they would get back to a movie that they unequivocally enjoyed, um, I guarantee you, uh, the next podcast we do, it'll be the last one for Horror Fest. Um, we haven't nailed down exactly which film it's going to be, but either one we do, um, it will be a great, great watch that will have a ton of stuff to say about. So, uh, just want to remind you all to keep, uh, checking, uh, the site and of correspondence.com for, articles and podcasts and stream updates and all kinds of good stuff enjoy your horror fest as october ends and thank you all so much for listening to us as always um, fandom is for everyone and we will catch you all in the next podcast thank you all very much <laughs>